You're listening to the Loot Before You Loot podcast, where we discuss our favorite games from past and present, and all the latest news, rumors, and announcements from the world of gaming. Stay tuned and follow us to never miss an episode. Hello guys, welcome to the fifth episode of Loot Before You Leap, and it's going to be a fantastic one today. We've got a brilliant show. Bruce, tell these guys what we're talking about. Well, today we're going to be looking at the PS5 versus Xbox Series X, and we're also going to be looking into Modern Warfare Season 5. So to start off, Grant, tell us, what one are you more looking forward to at the moment? Oh, it's a very, very difficult thing to answer, because I originally was in the PlayStation camp, but ever since Xbox did their game showcase, I'm kind of pulling towards that a little bit as well. Now, I'm not Mr. Moneybags. I probably can't get both when they come out, because let's face it, they're probably going to come out at the same time. So I do have to pick, and it's going to be a very difficult debate. Bruce, you have a different stance on this, because you're obviously predominantly PC. Where do you stand with these next consoles that are coming out? The honest answer is I probably would swing more towards the PS5, purely because a lot of Xbox games come out quite quickly to PC, whereas the PS games are only just coming onto PC now. So I'd probably go more towards the PS5. That's a very good argument, isn't it? That's what a lot of people say. The the, the holy grail of, of, of mixes when it comes to formats is a PC and a PlayStation product. There are some people that have nintendo as well and they are perfectly entitled to that there's nothing wrong with that man you got to get over your nintendo phobia seriously man i do it's a terrible thing but i i at the moment i have an xbox one i have a pc and i have a playstation 4 and they all get use not equally i'll admit i do play the ps4 probably more than any other format but they do get use so this is why i'm kind of on a similar level with you I don't see myself needing an Xbox Series X whilst I have the PC. Um, and it's also at the point now where you're not going to need your old consoles anyway in any regard because everything's going backwards compatible. But when it comes to this big race, this big Xbox versus PlayStation 4 thing that we know has been around for years and years and years. I mean, everyone knows, but Bruce, who's already won the race? Who's already won this race? <sighs> I mean, to be honest, it's got to be PlayStation. Um, you know, I was the whole thing of Xbox being on PC kind of really brings it down. If it was exclusive to Xbox and it wasn't coming to the PC Microsoft store at the same time, then maybe they'd be in for the run-in. But, I mean, PlayStation, look at some of the games they've brought out as, as exclusives recently. You know, Ghost of Tsushima being one of, the, one of them, Last of Us. <laughs> what does the Xbox have really recently that's specifically for the Xbox? It's a very good point. Everyone knows that PlayStation do those single-player exclusives so well. It's unreal. And it is true. When you look at Xbox, you say, okay, Xbox, what are you competing with? You have Forza, Gears of War, Halo. Um, I mean, I feel like you get those three out of the way, and what else is there apart from a few other bits and pieces? Whereas PlayStation ever since the PlayStation 3, has had so many super solid single-player titles. That was a bit of a tongue twister. Super solid single players. You know, you've had the Infamous franchise. You've had the Horizon stuff. They had Spider-Man, which was like a massive seller. You said The Last of Us. Look even further back, like Resistance and things like that. They had some fantastic single-player things. Um, whereas Xbox, they did... I felt they kind of gravitated more towards the online side of things with Halo, with Gears of War. Gears of War was a single-player thing, but its multiplayer was huge at the same time. So I think that kind of muddied the waters a little bit. You know, I think it's worth us going back, going back down memory lane and talking about before we get into, you know, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X as they're going to be. We should go back to what once was uh, and look at how it used to be in the past, because it has been a very rocky road for the gaming world when it comes to consoles. It's been it's been all over. It's been tumultuous. It's been all over the place. Bruce. What did you... Tell me your chronology. What was your timeline like with PlayStation versus Xbox? Well, I mean, I started with PlayStation 1, uh, like most people do. Um, you know, there wasn't really much Xbox around at that point, apart from you playing Xbox, if that makes sense. 
Um, I did have the original Xbox, not for very long though, because um, it just didn't keep my attention, so I kind of shunted that away. Then I then had the PS2, uh, and I went on to the Xbox 360, and obviously Xbox 360 is what I played for about 10 years. Um, well, near enough that n- near enough since we've known each other. I still have my Xbox 360 as well, so that's still there. Then I did buy a PS3 just to give some of the games, because there's a lot of games on there that are exclusive, as you say. I mean, I specifically went on there because back then a game called Pirate Warriors that I wanted was exclusive to the uh, PlayStation. So I brought a PlayStation specifically for that. And then my PS3 got broken, and I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll buy a PS4 and try out some of the games on that. And that's when I got like Horizon Zero Dawn, which I absolutely loved, which is coming to Steam. Gonna get that and downplay that. Looking forward to it. Um, but then I, I didn't bother with the Xbox One because everything that I wanted from the Xbox One was already on the PC. You know, I had Gears of War 4, I had Gears of War 5. There was no need for me to get an Xbox because those were the ones that I was really looking forward to that I got through Steam. It's a lengthy, lengthy background. For myself, I'm kind of the same. So I started off with the PlayStation 1. And then from there, I went to the PlayStation 2. Uh, we had an original Xbox, but I don't remember much about it. And then from the PlayStation 2, I went to Xbox 360. I, I came in quite late. I didn't get my first 360 until 2009. So I was a late bloomer. So and after that, after that, I went across to, um, well, Xbox 360, same as you, probably a good 10 years, you know, well, that I, that I owned it. Um, that more or less, with that, with that taking out the little bit that I missed from the start, more or less the length of the console, the life of the console, I had it. Um, after Xbox 360, I did dabble with PlayStation 3. Again, we are so similar. I got it just to play some of the exclusives. Uh, after that, it was a direct switch to the Xbox One. And then I went PlayStation 4. And then I went Xbox One. And then eventually settled on having both. So that was my lifetime. That was where I was. I think our what we're saying about the xbox original it was a very strange console for the time i think it tried to do a lot different didn't it yeah i was gonna say it's kind of forgettable yeah, i know it's probably gonna upset some collectors i mean like i said i don't mind it i've played it there's a game on it called stubs the zombie that's quite rare now that i played on it, it was really fun it was but it was just a forgettable console whereas the ps2 I mean, like I said, mine is still connected to my TV to this day. It, the Xbox, I'm afraid, like, for me, was just forgettable. I mean, PlayStation 2 is officially the best-selling console of all time. We've, we've discussed that in our retro episode. Episode 2 available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. But um, uh, the Xbox tried to do a lot different. You know, I mean, it was made by people that made computers. It was made by Microsoft. They tried to introduce things like internal storage, which was which was weird. We've not seen that before. They tried to make it a media platform by giving you the ability to play anything you wanted on it. You know, they gave uh, very early on a networking avail- availability for it. So they, they introduced Xbox Live as early as I think 2002, whereas the PlayStation, it was still sort of it was really really either non-existent or so fledgling so barely there so the xbox straight away i think it tried to do it had so much innovation but it just wasn't fully appreciated so it kind of got pushed way way in the back whilst the playstation 2 was selling hundreds of millions of units the xbox really wasn't doing too well but that did change didn't it that changed dramatically when the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360s came out. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, or if, if you know, because I haven't got a clue, I think one of the reasons the PlayStation lost the battle so much is because it was dramatically expensive, way more so than the Xbox, wasn't it? I believe so. Again, not 100% sure we would have to fact-check that at a later date. Yeah. But I believe, yeah, I believe the bundles, for example, the Xbox was the better deal in the bundle. Because you got X, Y, and Z, whereas with the PlayStation, you got Y and Z only. I think, yeah, and I, I, I sincerely remember it being more expensive. And I think it was also the networking thing was just becoming such a bigger deal. I think by the time the Xbox actually came out and became a thing, Xbox 360, I should say, I think Xbox Live was coming on in earnest and people were like, wow, this is such a cool platform. I can get on, I can play Halo with my friends and things. You know, the first Halo came out on Xbox original and that's kind of where it all really blew up for Xbox. But the PlayStation, 
although they tried to rival it and they brought out their own PlayStation online service and it was completely free and it was like, oh, wow, that's really cool because Xbox at the time, you had to pay for it. If you wanted Xbox Live Gold and to play with your friends, you had to pay a subscription uh, as, as early as then, you know, as early as like nine, 20 years ago. But the PlayStation, it was completely free. And it seems strange that that wasn't, again, a selling point for it to, you know, draw in more people. But that's, I mean, that's all done and dusted. That is, you know, we're talking almost eight years ago seven eight years ago these consoles didn't really they got taken off the shelves and it was hey come on xbox one ps4 everyone get on the bandwagon so you think going forwards playstation is still strong they won the last one ps4 dramatically outsold xbox i think it's probably going to be the same again i think playstation 5 is definitely gonna have the edge so now i think we need to talk about the tech we need to talk about the things in these consoles. I will say, I don't know if Bruce would agree with me. I will say straight away, I don't have much of a clue about the nitty gritty technical statistics and specifications of these consoles. I've never concerned myself with it. I put in a disc and it plays and it, I'm happy. Are you the same, Bruce? I mean, nine times out of ten, yes, but a lot of the stuff inside these machines haven't been released at the time we're recording this, so there's a lot of stuff that we don't know at the moment, so who knows, you know, next week we might find out that they've got a 900 terabyte, you know, of course not, but, you know, you might you might find out that they've all the bits in it, but at, at this point in time, when we're recording, there's not much details about the inside text side of it. It's, it's all just, it's... Uh, I don't want to use a crude term. It's just swinging, isn't it? They're, they're just trying to be the bigger, you know, the bigger dog. And the rumors that are coming out is, okay, I'm hearing teraflops. I'm hearing milliseconds. I'm hearing, you know, 8K this and ray tracing that. And it seems that these guys have tried so hard to compete against each other. They are literally releasing the same machine. It looks like they are hardware wise the xbox series x is supposed to be more powerful okay they're saying it's the most powerful gaming console ever probably because it's being driven by microsoft let's be honest these guys are like the gods of modern day computing right <laughs> that's gonna cause some dissent among the listeners isn't it but it just seems they're the same both going to do ray tracing both are going to be 8k both are going to have super fast ssds both are going to have 16 gig ddr6 ram or whatever they're both going to have backwards compatibility it just seems like it's the same thing but in a different box do you know what i mean yeah no i completely understand what you mean but let's quickly talk about the box can i just say i'm not sure what they were thinking when these were designed now if you've seen the ps5 it looks a little bit like a wi-fi router but a lot lot bigger and the xbox is just a rectangular square it looks like a little bit of a mini fridge like you could put your cans in it i'm not too sure what they were thinking when they designed it you couldn't be more right <laughs> but the thing is it's like they've really for kind of the first time ever they are so different if you think of what we've had in the past you know okay playstation 3 they went for more of like a curvature kind of design you know sleek kind of thing xbox 360 was more you know it was a flat rectangle but they kind of looked the same you know it was black on black and whatever expect you know except for special editions the stock ones were kind of black on black the xbox one black rectangle the playstation 4 black rectangle and now they've just gone you know what let's just really really look as different as we can and you've got the japanese sony playstation 4 super sleek blue lighting coming out the side it looks like a work of modern art and then you've got the xbox series x box they have embodied box in the design of their console they've gone you know what look at the name of our console x box the design just names itself you know and they've said oh we're kind of trying to gravitate more towards you know like a, a a tower like a pc looking thing and i see it i really do but it is so unaesthetic it's so it's not attractive in the slightest it's a box i think when it comes to like the design playstation 5 has got it i would love to have that thing sitting next to my tv and we have to say that 
it would have to sit next to it because there is not an entertainment system on this planet that would fit that inside of it. It's huge. Like Bruce said, it looks like a Wi-Fi router, but it's huge. It's massive. It's the biggest console ever to release. I take that, you know, as uh, don't take that as gospel. Um, but you can see these comparisons. Go on Google, type in PlayStation 5 size comparison. It's bigger than the launch PlayStation 3. It's bigger than any PlayStation 4, PlayStation 2, Xbox 360, One. It, it's huge. This thing is massive. And you know why, Bruce? We discussed this beforehand. Why do they start these consoles so big? It's so they can make slim version models later on down the line. I mean, it, it's common marketing. I mean, the Xbox, they could easily make that slimmer. And the same with the PS5. Easily slim that down. It's gonna, there is going to be a slim model probably, uh, I'd say, two or three years afterwards. What I will say, though, with both of these, in words of customization, the Xbox is going to be easier to customize, I think, because it's, it's a box. You're going to be able to get better skins for that. It would fit easier. That would fit a lot sleeker. Whereas the curves on the PS5 might not take a skin that well. So you know you like you used to get the old skins for the Xbox um, 360. Oh yeah. And in the Xbox One. The Xbox One. I have a Fallout 4 skin on my Xbox One. You couldn't find something easier to apply. It's square. And with it being even more square. It's literally now just a box. That is going to be 100% easier to apply and get all the bubbles out as well, which was one of the issues I had when applying skins on my earlier consoles. I hate applying skins myself, but sometimes you have to do it. But they might even bring out... So, you know, like you have um, bump guards for controllers, like the silicon things that go around the controllers. They might bring out things like that. And again, a box would be easier to design for. The PS5, I think, is going to have some serious design, like, skin issues. Like, when you're trying to apply that if you apply even the slightest bit wrong that's going to ruin it oh it definitely will it definitely will um on the subject actually of different models they are sorry i moved my microphone there and i think it made a funny sound so on the subject of these different models they are releasing with two models both i think both have confirmed digital only editions which are marginally smaller because they don't have a disc drive they don't have the optical you know blu-ray drive in them um so that's that's another thing that we're looking at now whilst they have that now you can get an xbox one digital only edition you know it looks pretty cool it's weird having a games console without a disc drive for the first time in you know when did the first home console come out like 1978 or something see i can't get with that i just don't think that i have to have the disc i'm one of these people that have to have the disc i like putting that disc in and actually letting it go in i mean don't get me wrong pc it's completely different i don't have a disc tray on this at all i have to buy an external one for the things i've got but on a, on a console i like having the box if i'm buying a game for the console i like to sit there with the box slide it into my cubby hole where i keep all my games and take the disc out of it i'm laughing but i completely agree with you i completely agree with you we said this again in the retro episode we did say that there is something about getting a, a game and unsealing it and getting it out and putting it in and you know you've got the manual and all that kind of stuff fair enough that's died off in recent years but there's just something about having the physical disc and also we're going to look at the cost if you're going to go digital only you are going to be paying a good 50 pounds for every single game sorry 50 pounds dollars you know whatever for every game every launch whereas with a uh, disk drive not only can you get deals you can use rental services excuse me you can use rental services or you can wait a little bit and get them pre-owned you can borrow them off a friend how are you gonna okay let me answer my own question there are sharing systems in place you know you can have family sharing on consoles there are people that do uh, game sharing wherein you know i would take uh on my on my xbox i'll buy a game bruce will redeem my account on his xbox he doesn't have one but this is just the example and then he can play the game that i have i have i have bought you can do that you know but it's it's ways around you know it's getting around it there isn't really any service in place that lets you lend someone a digital game you could do See, it that service for me has like I don't want to take it's like Steam Library I wouldn't share my Steam Library with someone because that's not your Steam Library you're basically taking someone else's if they've got saves already um, I know on some games on Steam for example if you share a Steam Library you've got their saves because it's cloud saves I don't think that's a good idea I would have the disc if I'm not going to buy the game myself I'd use a rental service like the one that you mentioned in the previous episode what was it Boomerang that you said about I, I would use that 100% I, w I just don't like the idea of it myself 
but if they could come up with some kind of system so okay now they've got streaming right and this kind of plays really heavily on another topic through a ps5 and xbox series x they have game streaming where you pay a certain amount a month and you stream a game you're using the processing power of a computer a supercomputer at the other end it's being streamed straight to your console if there was some way you could do that with 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 someone else's digital games you know ah oh, johnny down the road has just bought you know assassin's creed valhalla i want to play it but he's got it digitally you know he's my mate he said he'll lend it to me uh okay cool here you go bish bash bosh i've sent it to you you now have the ability to check in and play that game uh for you know whatever i don't know if you'd have like an x amount of time to play it or something or if only a certain amount of people can use the token to go on it tokenization you could do it you could probably get some kind of blockchain involved or something i don't even know it's definitely got to be possible, but, you know, it brings into another opportunity for hackers and people to stress their skills and, and steal these games away and pirate things. And Yeah, it's, it just leaves too many open doors for them to be exploited. I mean, if you look at, like, movie software you buy offline, one person buys it, you give them the code, and ten people have got it. And that's nine other copies that they could have sold to make money for the company. I just think it's going to leave too many back doors. Yeah, it's a very good point. And I, I did want to sort of draw that into the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. So next generation, it is looking like uh, PlayStation is going to stay relatively the same. You're going to have PlayStation Now as their streaming service. You're going to have PlayStation Plus as their online membership service. Xbox is changing up ever so slightly. Actually, no, let's, let's scrap that. Xbox is changing it dramatically. So they've dropped, after 20 years, they've dropped Xbox Live Gold. And what they now have is Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So it's a massive package all in one. You get the gaming service where you can get free games every month. You can play online with people. But you also get the uh, streaming downloading platform where, you know, you get a massive library of games. You can play them at your own free will. They've also, they are also launching something called Project X Cloud, which is a PlayStation Now-like service where you use their processing power to play games on any device you have that can run an xbox app so it doesn't matter if you've got a 10 year old laptop uh, a tablet you know like a microsoft surface or something or uh, i'm pretty sure an xbox series x as well in some capacity you pay a certain amount a month you can then stream these games using xbox's computing power directly to your device which is really cool could you imagine like sitting on a train or something on the way to work with your phone on and on your phone in because apparently the technology is good in crisp hd you're playing like i don't know assassin's creed valhalla i use that as an example already because i'm very excited or you know grand theft auto 5 or, or Warzone, or i don't know any one of these games you could tell <laughs> i'm very limited at the moment <laughs> you can tell but it's a very cool thing it's a really cool thing the technology is great and this is the thing everyone's boasting amazing technology and and leaps and bounds i mean we we were just speaking a minute ago about the advancements in the controllers weren't we bruce we were i mean the only thing i would say is surely that these streamers are also going to apply to this end of so my wi-fi for example if i'm playing a game it goes through my wi-fi but comes from them if i've got naf wi-fi i ain't going to be streaming very well surely you know is is there like a do you think they're going to fix that or do you think that's going to be something that's always going to be an issue because if you're on the train and you've got your you can't use the train's wi-fi to play anything let's be honest the train's wi-fi is naff you'd have to use your own data you would have to use your own data i've got unlimited data on my phone but not a lot of companies do that plan they do like 20 gigs if you start playing games you're going to go through that 20 gig in about 10 minutes let's look at fun. that let's look at that real quick though real quick 5g you know 5g is going to be a thing and that is going to be super fast internet and with super fast internet comes super high bandwidth so you're going to have way more carriers turning around saying you know what we need to do unlimited data plans because there's no way a 10 gig package can support the 5g there's no way so they might turn and go you know what playstation and xbox they're putting these things out people are buying look at the okay so a phone just came out an asus rog phone right and it's the most powerful phone on the market for gaming this thing has got like 16 gig ram it has like stupidly good processing and, and graphics processing power if you had that and you were trying to play online games and streaming and stuff 
it would fall flat based purely on like you say the network capacity but if you had 5g and you had an unlimited data plan there is no way that would go sour for you surely you'd have the best thing i think 5g is like crazy high isn't it even on 4g people get crazy numbers but 5g and it's only going to get better so that's that's the horizon yeah i mean that or do the phone companies see a hole in the market and go actually pay as you go data you pay us as you play i mean like i said maybe my phone company will turn around and go do you know what no more unlimited data plans you pay as you go for your data because you're all going to be playing video games on your phone what bruce uh, it's a whole uh, i'm just saying it could it could be a thing could be a thing it was a thing in like 2006 <laughs> yeah but i'm saying if if people if they can see that people are going to start playing on their phones why would they offer data plans when they go actually we can make a lot more money charging them pay as they go because data that's plans. that's capitalism and they will fall <laughs> that would never go well let's let's be honest i but mean it's possible let's get back to the playstation and the xbox because we need to discuss uh arguably one of the most important things for people when it comes to a console is how you interact with it with your controller uh and from what you know from what you can see have there been many changes made now from what you can purely see and I'm only going off what I can purely see in photo-photo comparison. Not a lot for the Xbox controller. The only difference is, is they've changed the D-pad a bit and they've put a share button on. What I do know is they've made it sleeker though. So you can't see in the picture, but they have made it sleeker. The PS4 compared to the PS5 control, I mean, I like the look of the PS5 control. I think it looks really sleek and I'm quite liking the look of it. But that's not to say that there's not massive differences between them because there are and do you want to tell us what those differences are for the xbox for example it's crazy isn't it so for the xbox it's all inside for the playstation 5 controller it's all outside kind of so with the xbox they've they've utilized this uh dynamic latency thing which basically means that when you're playing with a wireless controller you're now going to have the most low latency input ever it's going to be so quick that you will just we're talking like fractions of milliseconds on input here. And there are the professional players that swear by wired controllers purely because it's faster input by nanoseconds, you know. And now this is going to take that away. It's going to be just as quick. It's all cross-compatible. So you can use this controller instantly on any device. So this really, this really comes in with the xCloud thing, you know. If you were to pair this with your tablet, you have a games console in your hand and it's it's you can put it in your backpack you know um they've got the like you say the share button so they're taking away the whole five button process to capture a clip or an image and it's now a one hit thing like it is on the playstation 4 uh but with the playstation 5 controller a lot of it is cosmetic it looks different it's chunky it's heavy it has heft now the playstation controllers especially the dualshock 3 and arguably the dualshock 4 they've always been a bit flimsy they've always been a bit bit cheap feeling you know they've not really been the toughest things on the market but this one looks so good they've kind of kept the same formula and they've kind of changed everything all at once the you know it's the vibration and stuff it's now got haptic feedback there's adaptive triggers it's now got this mysterious thing where the share button is now the creates button you know sort of suggesting that that's going to be made more in depth as well there's a microphone now built into the controller so you don't even need to have a microphone anymore it's all built in there obviously you might need a headset if you want to hear people talking back to you but it looks different it it everything about that playstation 5 controller it looks so good xbox like we said is following a if it ain't broke kind of policy you know xbox xbox's controllers have traditionally always been the better controller everyone who plays pc uses an xbox controller you know um everyone that plays xbox uses an xbox controller there are playstation controllers that directly mimic the xbox controller you know like what was the the one that came out the the, the nacon or the nason or whatever it was called and people were like wow this is the best controller ever and it was for playstation 4 but it was the spit of an xbox controller because ergonomically it's the best you know the finger and thumb placement the button spacing it's the best the weight the feel i love it it's a great controller but that's very important to a lot of people there are so many people that are fanatics over their controllers there are collectors bruce <laughs> there are people that what? love their special controllers you know i so. have no idea what you mean <laughs> 
for those that don't know what we're talking about in uh, the retro episode we did touch upon this how how some controllers come out and you know they are so wildly strange and and special and and limited they're instant collector's items uh, if you go on our instagram you can actually see a picture of a controller bruce has from the resident evil 4 on gamecube it's an amazing controller absolutely amazing it's a chain it's a, it's a chainsaw it's a come on it's so cool it is it is really cool but that's a very important thing and when it comes to the accessories race it kind of looks like playstation's already already won they've already announced their their pulse 3d virtual headset 3d virtual headset what's one of those their 3d headset which the pulse goes back you know playstation 4 had a pulse headset they had a whole range of pulses um they've they've already said they're you know doing their hd camera um, they've already got the media remote, the charging stations. They've got a whole line all ready to go. Whereas Xbox is just Xbox controller. They haven't said anything else yet, but they kind of don't. Xbox, they have little bits and pieces. They had a media controller. They had a first-party charging dock. They have a first-party headset. But it is kind of subpar, I think, when you compare it to the PlayStation stuff. But all of that is much of a muchness because I have never ever bought a media remote for a console i have never bought a first party charging stand at launch i might have bought one later on but i've never kind of gravitated towards those kind of little bits and pieces the gimmicky things i don't need a media remote i have a controller in my hand but anyway that's that's another thing it's all well and good saying that we're, we're you know everyone's excited for these consoles but one thing that's not been up for uh confirmation much is the pricing point and that's a very important thing. Bruce, take a, a wild stab in the dark. Take a guess. Ballpark. How much are these going to cost? I mean, are we talking like it comes with one game type thing? Or are we just talking the console and one controller with cable? Let's just say the base unit. That's it. So I'm going to say the base unit for the PS5 is going to be around 300 to 350. And I'm going to say that the Xbox is around 250 to 300 roughly. Wow. We're dramatically different because I'm putting them at the four to 500 mark. I genuinely believe, especially the PlayStation, I think they're going to be about £400 at least. That's I mean, I'm just being optimistic here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Very <laughs> optimistic, considering at the moment the Xbox Series uh, Xbox One X will set you back about £300. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, I'm not, I don't really have the new series of consoles, so I'm not sure what they cost. My PS4 was brought as a bundle for 300 quid, so I got loads of stuff with my PS3, uh, PS4 bundle. Yeah. So I'm kind of not the greatest person to ask because I'll probably go way under. If you're not exposed to it, you don't know. When it comes to PC, when I was building my PC, I had no idea. Like, I, I'd say, oh, you know, the I got the 2060S, and I'm like, is, is that a good price? Is that, you know, is that right? And I'm, I don't know. I have no idea. So it's the same thing when it comes to someone that's predominantly PC looking at consoles. It is the exact same thing. One thing I want to touch on very quickly before we move on to our next topic, which I'm also very excited for, is altogether the most important thing, Bruce. The games. <laughs> so both both companies have come out and they've had massive, massive events where they've showcased so many games. I mean, the list of titles that are coming out for both, they're really good. I know that you don't have much of an idea about the PlayStation games, because like you say, it's not massively your thing. You know Horizon, you know Forbidden West is coming out. Is that what it's called? Yeah, you know that's coming out. They've got a new Sackboy, you know, new Little Big Planet, a new Ratchet and Clank, Gran Turismo, Spider-Man. There's a bunch of new IPs coming out, including one that I really like the look of called Stray. Have you seen this one, Bruce? You play as a cat. I mean, I'm already down. I'm already down for that. Let, let's get two copies. Let's do it. You play as a cat in a world that's been taken over by robots. It's so good. And a cat has his little backpack on. I mean, what else could you ask for? They've also got this game, which I saw called Ghostwire, um, which looks like some weird... I think it was like a, a thing set in Tokyo where you play as this, like, I don't know, supernatural cop or something. Uh, Deathloop, which is kind of like... What was that film that came out? Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt. Quiet Place? No. No, okay. that was John Krasinski. Uh, it was the I one where it was like Tomorrow Never Dies or something. <laughs> That's a James Bond film. It was one of the, it was one of those things where it was like a Groundhog Day film where you get to a certain point, uh, you die, you go back to the start, you get to a certain point, Death you die. Day? No, I don't know what it was. Oh, but that did that did that was a thing, yeah. So this was a thing, right? And that's what this is. It's kind of like you're stuck in a loop, a never-ending loop, and every time you play, yeah, you know that kind of game. Um, so there's there's a good 
there's a there's a fine array of games that have been teased both have kind of come forward with a bit more indie stuff like xbox when they showed their game showcase they had more indie stuff absolutely loads more indie stuff but they did have some really really big titles and i know some of them you know you're interested in bruce oh i am excited for a couple of them i mean one let's just say fable all right guys fable that is what we want another fable love a fable absolutely can't wait but also, there's one that we're playing right now. We're playing State of Decay 2 right now, and we're very excited to be playing State of Decay 2. And there is a State of Decay 3. And I feel I feel that anyone that has a console or a PC that can access Xbox games needs to play State of Decay. If you like zombie games, it's one of the best zombie games out there. And the trailer for the third one looked absolutely superb. You've also got uh, a Warhammer title coming out, exclusive to the console, maybe, I don't know, which looks really, really good. I've never been a fan of Warhammer, but the trailer looked looked fantastic. Oh, I mean, I'm excited for Warhammer games. I mean, the Warhammer games in general, I've really enjoyed. Uh, I mean, Warhammer Space Hulk was really good. There was one that came out called Deathwing, I believe. Uh, it was called Space Hulk Deathwing, which I absolutely loved. It's kind of like a Left 4 Dead oh, yeah. 2 meets Warhammer. And you just go around punching things in the head. Or Warhammer Vermintide 2. Now, you've played Warhammer Vermintide 2. Very good fun, Vermintide. If you haven't played it, give it a go. It's absolutely brilliant. Ver yeah, Vermintide was good fun. Very good fun. But I think they won the game showcase anyway. They showed Halo, which has been the... <laughs> which has been the f the face of internet memory for the last like week with people just mocking every inch of halo infinite's trailer there's some great content out there it's hilarious uh a forza a new forza motorsport was announced avowed oblivion making a nice medieval rpg which people are very excited for um there's also you know indie things like we said like there's this thing called tell me why that looks remarkably like a life is strange game i'm a huge fan of life is strange so both games both games are saying, you know, we've got a hell of a lineup coming out. A lot of these games don't have dates. Well, sorry, let's 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 reiterate that. Um, not even reiterate. That means say the same thing again. Let's reword that. None of these games have dates. Uh, they're also saying that you know things that are coming out are gonna come out. So, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They're, they're being they're being very secretive about what is to come, and I think that's. That that kind of makes you want more. You want to know more. You want to, you know, you just want to unravel the mysteries of what they've got. And I think that's a really smart um, marketing move. That's a really good move. Marketing again. Look at the Xbox. Xbox is doing something called smart delivery, right? And this is where we go back to our digital thing. If you buy a digital game on Xbox One and it's going to come out on Xbox Series X, you have that game. So if I was to go and buy Xbox One, okay, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I've said it like nine times in this episode. If that comes out, I buy it digitally. I then buy an Xbox Series X early next year. I already have Valhalla, ready to go, ready to play. No questions asked. That's really cool. That's really neat because when the Xbox One came out, I had issues with things like this. So I actually bought, as an example, Battlefield 4. It came out on the Xbox 360. I bought it, played it, loved it. It then came out, I think, literally a few weeks later on the Xbox One when the console first launched and I had to pay for the whole game again. Now they've changed that. So that's another feature that kind of leans you towards Xbox. But again, we've got the whole debate with the PC and things. So that is, it's time to put it to bed. I think we put, we'll put it to bed now. We've discussed a hell of a lot with these consoles. It's really exciting. Can I just bring one thing up about of the course. PS5 controller? I was going to do it of earlier. Course. You said there's a microphone in the system. How good is that going to be? If it's on, is it on the control? I wonder if it's, it's on, on the, the controller. controller. So you know, as you're, yeah. how is that going to work? If you're smashing your triggers and smashing your buttons, because let's face it, there are people that do that, <laughs> us included. Are you not going to hear like? You know what I mean? You're not going to like. Be like you're he's over there. You're, he's are you right? from the other side? Are, are you all right over there? <laughs> That's what you're going to hear. <laughs> Are you there? Hello? That is probably going to be absolute hell for anyone listening to the podcast. I mean, that, that's, my, that's my only issue with that controller so that's far. How are you going to hear them when they're smashing And buttons? what about when you get the angry players who tend to like throw their controllers? You're going to be talking to someone and you're suddenly going to hear like a massive crashing sound. You just, yeah. <laughs> Where did I go? Where am I? Hello? Did I just hit something glass by any chance? 
but it's very exciting to see where they're going to go you know we've got we've got a matter of months until these things come out people are saying november um i i don't know what i'm going to get i'm honestly saying ps5 right now but who knows i i don't know i mean if they release in november again it's a great marketing move purely because christmas, christmas. time mistletoe and wine every kid <laughs> playing his playstation 5 if they wanted to be smarter they'd do it like a week before christmas imagine the absolute manicness of people just rushing out to buy it for presents there would be riots that's where black friday comes into it you know i mean i've i've worked many a time in retail on black friday for companies selling games consoles and things one of the biggest busiest events i ever worked was black friday 2014 the year after these consoles came out and they put the xbox one as a bundle down to something ridiculous like 150 pounds and we must have sold a hundred of them back to back in one in like in like two hours it was crazy but anyway <laughs> we've we've gassed about those two consoles for for 40 minutes so let's let's give the next 10 minutes to modern warfare because it, it deserves a nice little window a cat is having a fight outside my front window i don't know if you guys just heard that howling sound but <laughs> i heard something jesus but there's Christ. war out there there's war on these streets uh and talking of war stray's already real mate Stray's already become it real has, for you yeah, then. Jesus. All you need is your computer to take over. So, Modern Warfare Season 5. Bruce, why don't you give us a little sprinkling of what might be coming? What might be coming, which is kind of already semi-maybe confirmed? Well, I mean, the things that we might get that's maybe there, maybe not, is the armoured train. Now, according to this, this is going to be a train that goes through that is going to... They're like the supply choppers, according to what I've read. They're going to be full of great stuff to get. Now, what I'm looking forward to, and I hope it's true, and again, not 100% confirmed, but it's pretty much confirmed, is the Operator Soap. Soap. He is my favourite character, and you know we play in duos. One of us is Soap, and one of us is going to be Price, because we are just going to run around screaming, Soap! soap. Price! <laughs> they have the best bromance in the history of first-person shooting, Soap and Price. They really do. Oh, if you haven't played the campaign of Modern Warfare... Go and play it, because I'll tell you right now, it is a cracking campaign. Like, through the games, I have never been so, like, in-depth of a bromance. The best bromance other than Turk and JD from Scrubs. <laughs> Good to, to go off on a complete <laughs> tangent. Uh, so, another thing that's coming back, uh, multiplayer map Terminal is apparently making a reappearance. Now, if you played Terminal... It, it, in my opinion, is one of the best maps on Modern Warfare 2. I don't know if you'd agree with that, but it was one of my favourite maps. I mean, I'd agree with that. It's fantastic. That's why it's made a reappearance in basically every Modern Warfare game that's ever come out. And I think if they do a good enough job, it will be a fan favourite once again. Because that map is just... There's something about Terminal. There's just something about Terminal that is just so good. I think the thing about Terminal is there's so many different shops to it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not your typical, let's run around the map, it's a warehouse. I mean, let's be honest, In it you had the lot, the checking desk, you had the duty-free store, you had the bookstore, you had the, uh, the burger joint, you had the coffee joint. You know, it was a typical Terminal, and I think that's what was so good about it. That's it. It's so, it's so multifaceted. You've got the plane outside, you've got the cargo area, you've got the verticality of the multi-story sections, you've got long corridors to snipe down and to, and to mount and get kill feeds, you've got huge open areas that make it for dangerous crossing. Do you remember how good it used to be on Modern Warfare 2 where you were playing Search and Destroy and you were sitting there and there was one guy left alive and you'd be like, I can't hear it, and suddenly you'd hear the metal detectors go off and you'd be like sprinting down the map, like, oh my god, I know where he is. They need to keep the metal detectors and I think that was, again, that was a thing that made that map so great is all of a sudden you'd hear and you'd be like let's go <laughs> exactly or you just launch you'd launch a stun well a rocket for you you'd launch a stun grenade or a semtex down the line but this is so they've 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 got so much that they say and so much that they don't say but people want so let's you know there's new weapons there's always new weapons in every season this season the ones that are confirmed allegedly are the an94 and the intervention talking about Modern warfare 2 the intervention first came up then it's probably the greatest sniper rifle in call of duty history it is infamous it is notorious it served as the face of basically every single sniping montage from like 
2008 to like, I don't know, however when. But it, it, it got so many of these sniping clans like started. You go back to Modern Warfare 1, you know, you're looking at like the M4OA3 and the Barrett and things like that. Was the Barrett in Modern Warfare 1? I don't know. But the intervention is legendary. But there's obviously going to be more. You know, there are so many things that they don't say that they just kind of go, ha, here we go. We've done this for you. Um, and the patch notes are so long. I always make a note of every time there's an update, I read the patch notes because there's so many little tidbits of information that you that you miss out on. So, I mean, I mean, Bruce, what are the, some of the things that we want? What do we want to see? Well, let's start with the best thing for you is the return of stimulus and for longer or remove the snipers from the gulag. No hackers. Yeah, there's so much <laughs> they well. could do. There's so much they could do. So stimulus for the you guys that don't know. Modern Warfare is a traditional battle royale. You land, you get money, you get weapons, you play the game, you win. You're the last alive. They introduced a new mode called Stimulus, where you can land, you already have money. You have enough money to secure what's called a buyback. So if you die, you automatically get brought back into the game. The Gulag is the alternative to that, which is where you fight one-on-one -on -one with another player, and if you win, you come back into the game. And it's infuriating. It is the single most painful thing in my entire life. Because you could have a game where you could kill like 20 people. You could be screaming around the map, and one guy gets a lucky shot in a one-on-one, -on -one and it's all fallen down. So stimulus, it takes that away because although you can die, if you have enough cash, you are guaranteed an instant return. No gulag, no one-on-one, -on -one, it just feels fairer. So they need to keep that. They also need to change the gulag in general. Every season, they change the weapons that are used in the gulag. It started off with pistols and shotguns, then it moved to automatic rifles, and now it's on like sniper rifles let's talk oh, about this no no <laughs> let's just leave i can't do it i'm having flashbacks leave it out i it's can't like, do it <laughs> it's like a 20 meter square room and they're giving you full length sniper rifles with scopes that are built for you know seeing 300 meters in the distance it's crazy it's so bad and imbalanced and it's crazy and they need to change it for something else uh what they'll change it for i have no idea i think they need to change up a lot for this new season i'd like to see things like new new uh, landing modes so when you land in the game you always have a pistol that's it except for when they had a classic mode which you landed with literally nothing they need to do different lands i would like to see special lands if that's coming out clearly so yeah i mean you, land you said about one that i i think would be quite a good idea is the lucky dip now grant was saying about this when we were playing the lucky dip you land and you could land with anything from that game so at the moment you've got like the forest shadow foul you've got the muckraker sniper you could land with anything that's available on that map it's just completely random it might annoy a few people but put it in like like a stimulus type thing you know put it in as squads lucky dip type thing yeah i think that would be incredible so it's truly balanced because it's fair it's random so everyone lands and you have a complete random blueprint a random weapon that's a good one i've also got a few more <coughs> Activision, like. if you're, you know if you're listening take notes please executives so I'm saying you could have something called like old school where everyone lands with an old car sniper rifle, you know, from World War II. Um, Don't do that you one. Could, you could have, uh, I, I called it like wall of fire where everyone lands with a minigun. You could have riot control where everyone lands with a riot shield. Uh, you could have like a delayed response where everyone lands and there is nothing available to pick up. Nothing. No contracts, no guns, no, no equipment for a minute and then everything unlocks. So when you land, all you have is your pistol and your fists, nothing else. Because one of the most annoying things is when you land in a building and someone gets a hold of a gun first, you have lost that fight. So imagine if you landed and no one had anything. That would be really cool. Those are just a couple of examples that I've that I've thought of, and I think they're they're genuinely quite good. But they also need Bruce. You can vouch for this. They need to change the map in some way, don't you think? Yeah, they really do. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a nice big map, hundred percent. I mean, the armored train's going to bring a bit of change to it because I expect if you get in front of that train, you're dead. Simple as well, it. boom. It's train. It's, you've got a. It's you know. There's there's no way you can run in front of it and go. Yep, good. Just push me along. They need to change something. I think what they need to do is maybe bust the dam down and have the water rush through. Because I think yeah. that would change the landscape a bit. Especially the river base. 
they said this in season four people thought that's what was going to happen because they were like they they tease these little easter eggs these little hidden things like oh suddenly there's water running down the dam maybe it's going to change season and all the ice is going to melt and the water is going to come flying out and you now have a river and you know how you don't have snowy mountains you have foresty hilltops you know that'd be really cool there's never been a game um with uh i think actually sorry Black Ops, their multiplayer, their battle royale, you could swim in that. But I was going to say that you've never really had a Modern Warfare game where you can swim. So that would be a change. But they could they could have boats. You could have, you know, little attack boats and things or like jet skis and things like that. You could flood whole portions of the map. And that would be really cool. You know, like say it ended in farmland, which is a district in the map that's very low lying. It's farmland. And that flooded and it was all rooftops, you know, and you're swimming from rooftop to rooftop trying to win the game. That would be so cool so cool but they won't do anything like that it seems like they're just uh, they're just intent on leaving it exactly as it is forevermore because we are now oh it came out in march i think so we're like four or five months in and there's been no real deep changes to it which is really weird you think they would have thrown in something big by now but it is ultimately the exact same formula yeah i mean what i'd like to see is something maybe like a random effect in each map so you know hyperscape have their like random events Oh, like low why, gravity yeah. and things like that. Why can't Modern Warfare do something like a random area of the map, maybe a nuke gets dropped on it or something, so it looks different, so there's massive crates. So like in the areas where there's nothing, so like the right at the top of the map and right at the bottom of the map where there's nothing, maybe something's happened there that's caused uh, an explosion or something like that. It's just something to change the scenery a little bit. Or maybe the middle of downtown, that big building has collapsed, so there's rubble piles you have to climb over. You know, just something random just to change the scenery a little bit to keep you going and not so people that know the map just don't go all right sit here one two three four five they have to change it up a little bit because maybe that big building where they wanted to is gone you know they just need a little bit of change i think yeah yeah absolutely like way back in 2013 when battlefield 4 came out they boasted this thing called levolution which is where the multiplayer map would change dramatically mid-play because something catastrophic would happen like you say a collapsing building or something like that or like a tsunami would wash in you know things like that need to happen i totally agree with that and another thing you kind of reminded me um they were supposed to have been bringing in all these different game types and in-game effects one of which which i remember clearly um was going to be something like uh i can't remember what it was but it was designed to make the game go super fast and the effect that they were going to bring in was constantly closing gas it would never have oh i head by the microphone it would never have <laughs> it would never have phases or stages the gas would just never stop closing so straight away no camping you're not going to be camping because you have to keep moving you have to keep pushing in constantly close to the center of the circle it's always forcing people in so you're guaranteed to be getting into fights and it kind of guarantees that right at the end you're probably going to have a really big battle i would love to see that happen we die to the gas so often but you have to admit that sounds quite compelling to never have the gas stop moving yeah, I mean, it'd be a good idea. However, for people like us that like to play tactical, that's going to change our play style dramatically. And you never know, it might change in a way that we end up getting more wins than we currently do. It might mean that people that constantly win might go, oh God, I don't understand. And they might drop a little bit. You know, it, I think that the change is necessary to level the playing field. If there's something that Activision have to do, it's have to level the playing field. People that are joining, I mean, I joined end of season three i think but i joined and i was so confused by the game and then you've got people that are like know the map and they're like dead 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 i'm like well this is annoying but luckily you're playing with people that you know you, you enjoy playing with and that keeps you going but people that play on their own if they get that and it's not a level playing field they're just gonna go straight off yeah and let's talk about level playing field in the closing minutes here because it has been plagued recently hasn't it call of duty modern warfare particularly warzone has been absolutely plagued to it's up to its neck in hackers and, and they've cheaters. even admitted that as well and for a game to admit that that's that's not great for your reputation now if you're the type of person that uses a strike pack or a chrono pack i don't like you chronos whatever it is i don't like you simple as play the game to play the game you know why what is the point of cheating i don't understand because if you get better at it and all of a sudden you want to enter a tournament you're going to get caught out 
what's the point it's not even it's not even that is it let's look at the P, the whole pc thing right now because a lot of this obviously does stem from pc oh hold, no, hold on hey, 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 no no, no hold on don't let's, blame just the pc whew. let's look at it logically it is so much easier to have aimbot wall hack uh you know uh what, what do they call it like flex hex packs or something mm-hmm, where like something gets something gets coded as something else and it gives you like like you'll you'll be telling the game you've got an m1911 but really you've got a minigun or something like that that kind of stuff is only really directly achievable through pc and that's why you've got people calling out saying oh we want crossplay, but we only want it for consoles you know pc should have its own little lobby and i am so torn because as i say yes you would see a dramatic decrease in the hacking and stuff but at the same time it would obviously take out a whole portion of cross-platform which people have worked so hard to achieve you and i would not be able to play together anymore you'd have to set your playstation 4 up you know but that's 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 that argument is so broad because hackers and online gaming kind of really goes back to our toxicity episode that we had last time you know where we said about how people try to ruin the fun for others you know i don't see the fun in using aimbot you walk into a room you automatically shoot everyone dead like how is that fun i don't get it i don't I get, understand it, i get i guarantee it's just people wanting to show off like oh yeah look at my kd it's eight out of you know eight plus percentage but the one thing i will say it's not just pc and it's proven i just had a look and i can buy a dongle for an xbox one that has all the cheats on it for 20 quid I mean, it, it, it's, it's not just one console. And I think, again, a lot of people tend to think it's just one console. It's not one console. We're all at fault. Every single thing that can play it is at fault. This is what the... Th- I mean, what you just looked at there, that is essentially what these Cronuses and Strike Packs are. That is what they are. They're just higher-end ones that kind of had a, have a brand name, you know. It's a thing that gets plugged into your console and it syncs up with your controller and your controller goes through that instead of connecting to your console. And I, I mean, I don't know the, ty- the technology and the science behind how they work, but this is what it does. It gives you full auto on semi-auto weapons. It gives you, like, hyper, hyper accurate. And this is the thing, right? Last thing before we go. So this stuff's being misused. I know for a fact, I think Cronus stuff... There are disabled gamers, you know, impaired gamers um, that use Cronuses purely because they can't use a controller the same way someone else might do. I'm almost certain Cronus actually manufacture a lot of stuff which is for, you know, very impaired, heavily disabled gamers. So the fact that people are taking these things and using them to maliciously win a game, that's just another aspect of toxicity and like... Yeah, you're, you're ruining a franchise for people that need it. It's not needed. Play the game as it's meant to be played. If you need help, have the help. But there's no need to ruin it for the minority of people that are playing for fun or just having a bit of fun. The pro players, I don't think any of them would use it because they'd get caught. But why? I don't understand the fun of it. Where is the fun in not having any skill to the game? Let's be honest, back in the day, I used to cheat all the time on PlayStation 2 stuff, but it was single player and it was stupid stuff like spawning in cars so that I could get somewhere quicker or, you know, getting rid of a wanted level. That's a different style of cheating. You know, games had cheat codes you could put in, but you're not harming other people. You're purely doing it for yourself. So Turok had a load of ones, like Turok Evolution on the GameCube had loads. They didn't affect people because there was no one to affect. It just made me have a bit more fun in the game if they're running around with big heads. But <laughs> yeah. could you imagine if there was a hack that made everyone in Warzone have massive heads? Like that would be hilarious. Uh, to be fair, it's probably what they see on their aimbot. Just ding, massive head. Um, but you know, and when you're online, it's not just you playing. Remember that it's a lot of people playing, and you're probably going to ruin the game for them. It's not necessary. Stop doing it. And Activision, if I doubt any of them are, but if you're listening, fix the issue. <laughs> there are plenty of people annoyed of it. Don't ban one section of a console just because you can. Ban the software if you can. Don't ban just PC players playing. Don't ban just Xbox people. Don't ban just PS4. Ban the people. Read the reports. Ban the people. <laughs> on on that note, on that <laughs> aggressive note, I think it's time to call it a day with episode 5 of Loot Before You Leap. But... Not before we do our look forward. So, Bruce, why don't you tell these lovely people what it is we're going to be talking about in the next episode? 
Well, going off what we just said about single-player games, the look forward, we're doing the single-player special. Now, the single-player special, we'll be discussing what we call our retro mindset. Now, we spoke about that in the retro special and the last episode. So, in this, we're going to be talking about what single-player titles defined our gaming experience when we were younger, what ones we still go back to, uh, what single-player titles are we most excited for. So, Far Cry, the new Fable when it comes out, things like that. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to be looking back at that and seeing what single player ones if they still hold up today of course do they still hold up can you go back and play them more than once it's going to be fantastic i'm really excited to have that conversation but until then that's it for this week you guys thank you very much for tuning in i hope you will join us again next week and and take us take a stroll on memory lane we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff in the past that i know so many people have played uh, so, so we'll all get in and have a nice time but thank you guys for listening today i will see you next week and I will see you next week as well. Have a good week. Thank you very much for joining the Loop Before You Leap podcast today. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, make sure you reach out and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, or find us at loopbeforeyouleap.com. See you next time.